Hello, hello. I am your host, Caroline Chambers, and this is So Into That, the podcast where I invite cool people to tell us all about something that they are really into right now. Uh, This is episode two of So Into That. Last week, we had an awesome, hilarious conversation with Emily Oster. And uh, guys, that first week, we managed to make the top 10 worldwide trending podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is like, I don't know, I guess the place where you, if you want to, if you're going to trend, that's where you want to trend. Unreal. Thank you guys. Um, Thank you for following. Thank you for rating. Thank you for reviewing. If you have not done so yet, please do. My, I am very new to the podcast game. Uh, As stated 30 seconds ago, this is episode two of So Into That. Um, I'm very new to the podcast game. I know one thing and that is that I friggin' love to chit chat. And so that is why I am here and I'm learning the, uh, you know, kind of tech technological side of turning your passion for chit chat into a, um, media (laughs) venture. Um, but what I'm told is that liking, following, rating, all, all, anything that you, when you're clicking on my, on this podcast page any options to engage with this that you can possibly do follow rate review please do them um because that will help this podcast be successful and make sure that i get to keep chit-chatting with amazing people who otherwise would never have wanted to chit-chat with me um will keep chit-chatting with me (laughs) and that is something that i think we all can agree is a worthwhile pursuit Guys, this week's guest, I mean, last week we had Emily Oster. How could we top it? Well, I don't know if we ever can, but what we can do is continue to get incredible, incredible women on here to share the things that they are into right now and just share like a little bit about their success, why they are who they are, what makes them tick. This week, we are chatting with Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. In my eyes, Deb Perlman needs absolutely no introduction. Like, Smitten Kitchen is the OG food blog of all OG food blogs. She has been around forever. If you ever need me as a recipe developer, if I'm ever like, okay, I want to develop this recipe with, you know, chicken and pasta and I need to make sure all the timing is right. I go to Smitten Kitchen and see like, okay, when did you, you know, okay, she did something with pasta and beef. She timed it this way. I use her as a resource for so many recipes that I develop because she does not miss. So many food blogs are under-tested, underdeveloped. You spend all this money, on time, money on your ingredients. You cook the recipe. It doesn't turn out like it's supposed to. Deb would never do you dirty like that. Deb is queen of precision. Every single recipe that she puts on to smittenkitchen.com is absolutely flawless. Um, We get into that a little bit as the world of like food media is changing with TikTok and Instagram. She, you know, it's not just about the blogs anymore at all. Um, We talk about how her business is evolving, how she's evolving as a recipe developer and what that's meant for her. She is funny. She is kind, engaging. I have always loved Deb Perlman. And now that I know her personally, and she's my best friend in the entire world. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I've literally been telling all of my friends, like, you're not going to believe who I'm friends with now, Deb Perlman. And they're like, what? 
you spoke with Deb Perlman. Yes, I did. And now all of you get to hear it too. Here is Deb Perlman. Um, that was a cute voice crack. And before we go, uh, let me just say one of the things that really annoys me the most about like internet people, influencers, is when they're like, big announcement coming you know, in two months and they like give you no details, context, anything. And you're supposed to just like, like it. I'm like, bitch, I don't care if you have something coming in too much. Just when it's here, show it to me and I'll click it and I'll support you. But like, I don't have time to like anticipate this thing that you're not even telling me what it is. All of that being said, I, I have to throw it in there that after we recorded this, I emailed Deb and asked her for a favor that I cannot talk about for a couple of months. So I'm sorry, but I, I had to acknowledge that I think there's so much, you know, potential competition in a field like, you know, food blogging or being a food creator and, we all try to carve out these niches, 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 niches for ourselves. Um, and when you meet a woman like Deb Perlman, who is so willing and generous, generous with her time, willing to do whatever she can to help out the career of a fellow woman in the same industry that she is, uh, we got to applaud that. So I'm sorry that I'm giving like a fake teaser don't unfollow me. I would unfollow you if you did this, but don't unfollow me. Um, but Deb, thank you for doing that nice thing that you did. And I'll tell all of you what it is in a couple months. Um, here's Deb Perlman. Okay. I'm going to kick us off with what I am so into right now. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It is early December. And something that I've only recently discovered, I was invited to one last year, is a favorite things party. Have you ever been to one? No, I haven't. Are you familiar with the concept? No, it sounds fun though. I'm excited that I get to be the one to tell you because you need to host one. It's so fun. Okay. So my friend Ashley has been hosting this party for like 10 years now and she's actually inviting me every year, but I live down in Carmel. She's up in San Francisco. It's a long haul. I've never made it a priority. And last year, you know what? I'm going to go up, have some festive cheer with my girlfriends up in San Francisco. It is a party where it's basically like a white elephant concept. Everybody brings one gift and, you know, you put them all in the center. You go around in the circle. Everybody draws a number. You go around in a circle and you each pick a gift. And then the fun part is that you can steal the gift from each other. Each gift can be stolen twice. But instead of just any random gift, like it is a favorite things party. So it's your favorite thing from the year before. So it's your favorite thing of 2023. It's your favorite thing of the year and you like get to share it. And so basically someone like picks your gift, you know, based on how good the wrapping paper is and (laughs) went in front of everyone and they're like, okay, it's uh, what did I do last year? Last year I did, I was really, I have this like no hangover margarita recipe and you know, it it depends on how many you drink, but There's no added sugar. So it's like, you know, it's, it became very popular because you can you know have a few and not feel so bad the next day. And so I did this like box with like a big thing of my favorite tequila and then the ingredients for it, like kind of all around it. And I like won the party. I It got stolen so many times. I've never felt so amazing in my life. And so the party is tomorrow and I'm, you know, having an absolute panic attack about. Oh, no. What are you going to bring? Or you don't want to ruin it? Well, by, by the time oh, I'll ruin it. be next week. Okay. I'll ruin it. So I'm bringing my favorite white t-shirt. I'm wearing okay. it. Oh, here. nice. Are you a white t-shirt wearer? It's a Not specific. Not a white t-shirt wearer. Yeah. I wasn't either until I I happened upon this white t-shirt and now I'm a white t-shirt person. Okay. So my, I'm, my I'm a thing. I'm a black tank top person. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. I used to be like a, a white tan, but I'm also a slob, so I don't have that. I can't mm. be a white. I can't. That's not an option for me. <laughs> yes, people are always like, "How do you wear white t-shirts when you're in the kitchen cooking all the time?" And you have How? three. I have three small children. Wow. And you know, I a lot of bleach in my life. I, guess. <laughs> I do feel like sometimes when I'm cooking in black, I just end up looking like. There's indecent like things. All of, there's like white schmutz like all covering my entire body. It's Does not good on flower days. Yeah, no. it's not good on baking days. Yeah, it's not the move. Like when there's a flower and water situation, yeah. that's not the move. I'm wearing okay, like so that's what I'm into. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're so fun. I want to invite you to one because you'd. Be I want to go. I definitely want to go. I can't wait to jet off to San Francisco. For yeah, I was gonna say. I'll, I would I'll be like so boring. I'm like I. I don't have no. one specific like purchase lately. I would say what I'm generally into right now is I just finished a lot of travel and I'm just I'm in New York City and it's the holidays like the holidays are starting and I just love this time of year in New York I love the fact that like I can see like orange and brown leaves outside my window you have like the end of fall which I feel Mm. like doesn't get as much attention as like the beginning of fall but like it's still so pretty but you also have like the Christmas tree stands and I love like walking through them and by the way I'm like the Jew who loves Christmas I just like we don't have a tree we don't celebrate it but I enjoy the season I like the lights the festivity I like all the smell of the cut trees Uh I love like getting peppermint hot chocolate with my kids like so Uh I kind of love all the stuff and once in a while I have to travel in December and I always feel kind of bummed about it because I really actually like being in New York in December Quite a because bit. everyone I, in the world is coming to New York in so December. We're like excited uh, about the tree lighting. I get that you'll yes. be posting this next week, but like the tree lighting, so like we love this stuff. So I think it's really yes. fun. February in New York. <laughs> I don't need to have any part yeah. of and March, like forget it when everyone else is like, forget Oh, it. my spring bulbs are coming up and we're like And the and you get that last like, snow in I New York like, City and you're like wait wearing flats. Even get enough snow anymore. I mean, I wouldn't mind if there was actually snow because it would be pretty like New York and the snow is like the prettiest thing in the world. Ugh. But New York, it's just like it's just cold and freezing rain and it's just really ugly and there's nothing at the green markets yet. It's like the hardest month of the year for the farmers. So yeah, I love December. I love doing all the walking around I want to go out for holiday drinks or but like mostly I'm on kind of like I'm on a dirty martini kick I don't know if you would call that a no hangover drink because there's no Mm. added sugar (laughs) well yeah you know if you'll if you keep it cool with martinis you can feel pretty good the next day like two Uh, yeah two two max two Two max max. and you have to eat it you you have to have food with it are you three a is, martini or a vodka martini? <laughs> three is the classic story of me falling asleep and being like, um, did the kids go to bed? <laughs> my son knows. He's in high school, so we can tell these stories to him. It's yes. not like wildly inappropriate. It's like moderately inappropriate. But he always is like, did the kids go to bed? If he sees me ordering <laughs> a drink. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Anyway, uh, so we don't do three. Three is not good. Three don't requires do three. a babysitter. Yeah, Not even um, in New York in December. No, even not if you're even. walking at home to walk it off, um, you're not. So two, but I love, I don't know. I kind of, I'm late to dirty martinis. I just got into them in the last year and I'm like, yeah, wow, these are salty. And then uh, sometimes you like don't have dinner, but the olives are dinner. So that works. Too. I did that one time. And then if you're sitting at the bar, if you're sitting at the bar, you just say, could I have a couple more olives? And, and it's like, you're basically generous. <laughs> of them. It's like a salad. 
It's like a salad. salad. It's a vegetable. It's a mineral. Like, you know. We're getting anyway. all of our nutrients <laughs> in for the night. And we have to order a second because we need more nutrients. Yeah. I haven't been yet, but there's this place called Chechi's that is doing this. Like, Ooh. I guess they've done it for a while. It's been open for a few months, but they do this New York happy hour that's a martini and French fries. And I was like, why don't you just put my name right on top of your menu? Oh, that's the sexiest thing I've ever I know. heard. It's going to happen this month. Oh, um, I'll, I'll fly to New York to, to go with you. You I mean, come like, to the favorite things party and then yeah. I'll get on the flight back with you. I that. mean, that's like the most festive thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I often have favorite things and I get really obsessive about them. I just don't think I've made any like really great purchases lately. Like I like this yeah. lip gloss stuff, but it's like Ooh, yeah. not a lot. I don't know. No, no, no. Are you kidding? New York at um New York at the holidays is the best is the best thing that <laughs> I'm so into that that I could ever hear of. But um yeah, the favorite thing is is it's a real task because even if you haven't bought something like you have to go deep like the margarita from last year like mm -hmm. it wasn't particularly a product I had bought and fallen mm -hmm. in love with but it was a lifestyle that I was submitting to in a Absolutely. big way like you're in your martini era right now and I was like <laughs> I mean I still am deeply in a margarita space mm -hmm. um wait did you answer are you a gin martini or a vodka martini gin dirty okay see i can't drink gin because when i was 13 i <laughs> no. drank gin uh-huh uh, your son is how old i was gonna say these stories hit so different when you're a 14 when you have a 14 year old um so i don't sorry. i'm not part no it's okay he likes to hang out with us so um i think we're okay oh, on him for now that, but um okay. well i would love to get your advice on how to get your 14 year old to hang out with you i only have i have a four a three and a one oh my and i'm God. already panicking you're in it and they're all oh, my, I have an eight-year-old girl and she's definitely not going to want to. I don't even know if she wants to hang out with us now, to be honest. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's uh, great. I don't well, think he only he... wants to hang out with us. I just think he doesn't mind. And so I'm kind of waiting for it to start. It will start, but it <sighs> hasn't started yet. I hear different stories from his friend's parents. <sighs> what a dream. Okay. When you're hanging out with your 14-year-old in New York City, you guys are in the East Village. Is that yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I I act like I don't know that. I know that that's right. Um, oh. I have been a Smitten Kitchen reader forever. Oh. I've seen well, your kitchen you. uh, for, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. You started Smitten Kitchen in? 2006. 2006? I, yeah, which is so crazy because I must have been like 12 when I started it <laughs> based <gasps> on my age now. <laughs> when you started it, okay, you, 2006, you didn't have children. Do the math, Caroline. Um, so I had my son in 2009. Um, so I did not have kids yet. I'd just been married about a year, only a little under yeah. a year. And I just, I'd had been blogging before, but not always about food. Uh -huh. And I, um, so I'd been blogging since 2003. I just had a site called Smitten. It wasn't like some big secret. Um, I used to just write about everything because you didn't really need to have a topic, but food was coming more and more into the center and like dating and life in New York, obviously a little less since I met my husband just a yeah. few weeks into writing about dating online. Um, so Love that was not, could not write about dating anymore. That, wasn't um, that would have yeah. been very weird after we were married. It would have been awful. Um, so been, I decided I wanted there. to just, I, but I was really enjoying focusing on food and I did not feel like I would ever run out of content. Um, but I also did not think it would last very long because I um, had no idea what I was doing. Um, I actually often quite still feel that way. Um, so I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, but that was, so I thought it would last like six months or five months. And anyway, here we are. <laughs> I 
have, like I said, I've read Smitten Kitchen forever. So many of your recipes are my staples. Your pumpkin you. bread with the crackly sugar crust is Thank one you. of the best foods that I know how to make. I'm so happy to hear that. You've been around <laughs> forever. You. You're kind. You're like very much, um, I don't know, like the fairy godmother of the food blogging <laughs> world. I hope I, I, I hope you know that. It is so anyone who is in this industry looks to you for, you know, advice. And how did she do that? The food blogging world has changed so much in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Like I am not really a food blogger, but I'm I'm like a sub stacker and I do stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram and I don't really ever know what to call myself. You, you on Spent Kitchen, there used to be a new recipe up, what, every <laughs> other day, every week. Nowadays, we're getting yeah. like on the blog itself on smittenkitchen.com, we're getting like a recipe a month and it rocks and you can tell you. that that's the recipe of the month. But that's changed. That's a big shift for you. What are you now like really – what do you wake up and you're like, this is what I am focusing on today with like the changes in the food, you know, internet person land? There's TikTok. There's Instagram. There's – I know. Substack. What are you – what's getting you going? I – you know, I still – an ideal world. I mean – this is not a good example because the last couple of months I've been way underground with stuff, but things pull me out. Um, but it's still actually my favorite place to be. I feel like I'm not supposed okay. to say that. Like I'm supposed to be like, oh, uh, I'm into TikTok now. I'm a YouTuber now, but I really still love that space. And I will be everywhere else. And I like being in other spaces, but it's still what I consider like my base. And I'll still be back there. In fact, I do actually have a finally new recipe going up today. So we'll hopefully Yay! end the drought. <laughs> but I, uh, we just, Lucky it was us. like, we had like a few weeks of horrible world news and I didn't really feel like being online and then right after that I went into this most of the last four week book tour so I just I can't do it I won't do it badly and I won't do it half-assed and I won't do a recipe I'm not excited about and I won't rush something out the door that I feel like isn't worth the quality of cranking up the old blog apparatus so I just kind of like I do set kind of high like maybe unfair standards for myself but Mm. I um I just won't do it if it can't be like right or like a recipe I'm really excited about so that's where I'm at in an ideal world I would say I would still update once a week I would probably settle for two to three new recipes a month Uh like if I was a consistent planner I would because my favorite thing is still just to wake up and cook what I'm feeling like cooking that day or because I know what I want my next few recipes to do well I'll have a chance to execute them and shoot them and video them this week we'll see because a lot of other things happen Happen. (laughs) a lot of other things happen when you post a recipe to smittenkitchen.com are you also creating a tiktok uh instagram video like are you doing a full rollout or will you just kind of throw it up on the blog and see if your old school people see it i will throw it up on the blog i will put a post on facebook twitter mm-hmm. instagram threads <laughs> I'm, I'm not as active on like blue sky yet i guess they should i basically will meet people where they are and i always have so i will do then i create a video i usually have shot a video too and i may not have edited it right away but uh-huh. then the next uh-huh. day or so i might get it sometimes i have the video ready sooner and i'll put it up on tiktok and then maybe reels in the next yeah. few days um yeah sometimes i have it all at once but since i'm doing everything myself it's not always but um i do like it it's just that like what i just described is two and a half full work days minimum from the point where the recipe is ready to shoot. And so yes. if I am like traveling a day or I'm doing a conference or I'm a speaking engagement or any other things going doing a on. podcast yeah. interview. <laughs> no, that's, this is not, this is not it. <laughs> this yes. is not, no, this is fine. So, this is a small thing. So not many small, not derail. No, no, small, tiny. Small derailment tiny. of my day. Tiny. Not like, yeah. So many 
things derail my master plans of content mm -hmm. creation. I'm like, oh, December. I'm going to do a, you know, 12 days of sheet pan dinners and a, you mm -hmm. know, blip, blip. Yeah. And then, oh my God, it's December 1st and like holiday concerts, out, holiday con <gasps> gift exchanges, <laughs> gift exchanges. Every single kid in my son Mattis's class is born in the month of December, apparently. <laughs> Every single one. Oh my God. Uh, so there's that. And yeah, it just gets derailed. And I feel, I'm sure you, I mean, the amount of food creators out there now is insane. When you started, I don't know how long it took you to get to this point, but it was like you went to smittenkitchen.com for recipes. Like there, there was, were a lot of other people out there when I started, but sure. not as many as are out there now. But like yeah. there are definitely people who have been blogging longer than I have and still are. Yeah. So the the sure the sheer amount of content out there and especially food content and i'm like how are these people cranking out a recipe every single day some of them do you do ever feel like shit i'm not doing enough or are you just like whatever i didn't have time this i'll put it out when it feels good like what's your both what's things your every day all yeah. day every minute but in general i do feel like not i've done enough i don't think i've done enough but i also feel like I have enough on my site that I don't want to like bring down the average quality by pushing yes. something out the door that's not ready. I did not worry about this in 2008. I'm not saying those aren't good recipes, but it was different when it was a lot less. Now I'm like, if I'm going to yeah. update, it should be a worthwhile update. It should be like uh -huh. an absolute like mic drop of a recipe. Like, and so uh -huh. I'm not saying it can't be like a simple weeknight pasta too, but I just mean like I have to feel like there's something I really want to say about it because I don't feel like it's a good use of anybody's as there's more people there than there have been like you know it's a right. good use of any I want it to be like a value add um, yep. sorry my headphones keep slip shifting off so I want like it to be a really value, value add but um but within reason at the same time which I think I love doing on reels and tiktok is I love taking old recipes and revisiting them that's yes, really fun I've for me because sometimes that. I'm like what is up with this cake from 2008? Like, why are there three egg yolks when I could have just used like one whole egg? And like, yes. why am I sifting? I don't, I haven't sifted in like sift. at least a decade, maybe two. Yes. So why does this say sifting? Probably in the beginning, I was working from a cookbook author's recipe who I really respected yeah. and I didn't want to like mess with it too much. Mm -hmm. And now I'm absolutely savage about these things. And so I love reworking old recipes. I love sort of like cleaning house. A little bit, not cleaning houses and getting rid of people, cleaning houses and like, doesn't no this closet look better than it used to? I love when I go back and I see that I've kind of brought it up to like what I want it to be in 2003. And so you were talking about all the stuff you want to do in December. And I'm going to tell you what I've told myself I'm going to do next year, but do not hold me to it. I am going to try. This is so hilarious that I think that this me. is the year it's going to happen. I'm like, I have these this notes for myself year, in my calendar. I'm like, hear me out, Deb. It's October 1st. <laughs> You start working on all of those Thanksgiving things you want to reshoot in October. Oh, Thanksgiving. And, not, and I'm like, hear me out. It's November 1st. You start working on all that cookies and holiday stuff. And here, like, so I have these notes on my calendar. I'm going to laugh at them when they come up, but I'm going to see if it goes a little better because it's mostly that crunch when you're in yes. the weeks before the season. It's so hard to do it. Oh my God. It's so hard because we've also <laughs> got our own. Like, we are actually, we're, we're trying, we're expected to help people host their Thanksgiving dinners, but we're also having to. Yeah. The week of dinners. Thanksgiving, you're not putting out content unless you're not the one hosting. You're not the one hosting. And perhaps you've never hosted in your life if you're putting out these like 20 step mac and cheese recipes that you're <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like, you know, I definitely like my what I, my ideal menu. I nowadays when people ask me like what they should make for a holiday, it's changed mm-hmm. so much. Where I'm like, are yes. you bringing one thing or are you making all the things? If you're making all the things, let's talk about this salt and pepper roasted mm-hmm. Brussels sprout kind of mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. If you are making she one pan, thing, throw it in. Let me tell you about this ten step salad. That's like, yes. oh wow. But like, you should not yes. be doing fourteen ingredient dishes multiple uh-huh. times over. That stuff will kill you. The New York Times did their, you know, they do a Thanksgiving roundup. It's all these amazing food creators mm-hmm. that contribute. And the, the, it was so, it was all so complicated this year. And I was like, <laughs> this guy, this is the one day of the year that most Americans like actually cook. And we're yeah. telling them to use like seven bowls and pots for <laughs> one recipe. Like, guys, this is why nobody cooks anymore, New York Times. <laughs> What have you done? But then, but then I think the only one I really looked that closely at, and probably because I was just busy with my own stuff, but um, I saw Claire Saffitz did this, like, I did a pared down Thanksgiving. Here's everything I did in the time that the turkey cooked. And I was like, now that is real life. Now, I love those aspirational dishes, but they are for when, like, if something is complicated or uses a lot of bowls, you're making one thing like that, maybe two for a party you're not making multiple things and so yeah I felt like like hers looked really like real life road tested and it felt like honest and I'm like I would follow that yes I would do that yeah Claire Claire is good stuff um okay you're a mother of two you live in New York City which blows my mind that anybody is a mother in New York City at all let alone uh, running a food empire. <laughs> I have it on good authority. Uh, I think you actually said it that you do everything for Smitten Kitchen by yourself. Like the only time you've ever hired anyone was a food stylist for your third book. Yeah. You shot and styled your first two by yourself. Yeah. I, if you look at them, it will be clear <laughs> that I styled them myself. Nobody's going to be like, who's so that stylist? Did you what? hire? You still did it. Tell me about that decision because you could hire somebody, but you choose not to. And so what does that look like? Is it, do you, are you, do you love maintaining, maintaining control? Is it just like too complicated because you work out of your house? Like, tell me, tell me everything. It's and it's just cat. not sane, and I don't recommend it. I'm not sure I ever really considered maybe briefly hiring somebody as the photographer, for my first book and my publishers were like, why? You like taking your own photos. I'm like, you're right. I would absolutely hate it if somebody else came in wow. and I was like, no, I don't want it like that. And also I didn't want it to look super professional, which right. congratulations. It does not. I nailed that assignment. I love Nobody's going to be like, oh my God, can you we hire Don't her? talk about, don't talk about those books like that. I adore them. <laughs> but like, why can't we do that? And then I will say uh. as the years have gone on, I have to like, as I said, I just put out a lot less than other people. I put out mm-hmm. fewer videos. I put out mm-hmm. fewer books. I've done a book every five years. Um, I put out fewer recipes. I just so do impressive. less, but I try to do it my way. And so I have spent some time, a lot of time thinking like, which parts do I hate? Which parts are like mm-hmm. not fun anymore? And when it got yeah. to the third book, I was like, I don't want to style this book anymore. Mostly I just felt like it's a lot of work for me because it's not a natural thing that I do. And I find it stressful. And then I look at the book and I'm like, because I can see I was tired. It was the end of the day. So I didn't want to fix things. And what if we just brought in somebody who had endless energy to make that chicken look perfect? And so it also helped knowing the person that I want to work with. I feel like I don't want to like insult his style by saying it's very close to mine, but I was like, we both really (laughs) like food to look (laughs) 
like, sorry, who? Barrett, you deserve better than me saying it's just like mine. And he'd be like, oh. Um, but what oh, I meant totally. is like that we have different with similar philosophies where we're not putting weird things on food and we want the food to yes. do what the food does. And we're just going to try to catch it in its light, you know you know just like sexy natural like even when food looks like so beige it is so ugly but it's like you know that beige food is oh like that yeah. is what food is and i want this like. food to be the centerpiece like the food is the focus not the props not the um yeah it should just look good so but yeah. again i think good light can do a lot because good light kind of suggests oh. that the food is having a good time <laughs> like the food's living oh, a good life and it's so beaming totally. sunlight moment <laughs> yeah yes yes that's actually one of my one of the only times a day that i'm really trying to crank out like a great meal is nighttime and in the winter it's pitch ass Did you, it's 2 30 here so my window for getting a good dinner photo is closing at it's over it, like hour. yeah it's so yeah impressive. exactly and so then and so it's over and so i it's sort of in deb philosophy like your early day your early 2000s recipes that i still use all the time or early you know early cement kitchen days recipes that i still use all the time the photos compared to what you put out now are at, you're laughing there it, it is funny like to it's look horrible. and i love they're you know hor horrible <laughs> it's a strong word no but they... no you're not offending me i'm not like this is my life's passion yes. and my art and how can you insult them yes. like they're not good i was like they getting are the job done compared to what you're cranking out now the the and the <laughs> effort that you put behind each of the posts now they're just it is funny like they're so bad but the recipes themselves are good still there but well, i'll say i just try to put out a lot of as many videos as i can on my instagram and i and i do a lot of them just in my dark shadowy kitchen because i'm like we want to see that we want to channel see 2008 deb you know <laughs> we want to see our realize this is what the food actually looks like i don't have a garnish for it it's beige as hell it's fine I think that's what we need because the truth is right? like if we all have like, you know, $20,000 kitchens, I don't even know. I have no idea what a kitchen costs. Is that a, like a good price? Is that a high sure. price? Like That sounds like, right. I'm like, what could a banana cost? $20? <laughs> like, I'm like, ah. I'm really, my sense of things is so clueless. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> um but yeah, you know, so I just think if everything okay. So here's the thing: if your food looks amazing and gorgeous and spectacular, and your plates are stunning, like now somebody makes your recipe, do they feel good about it, or do they feel bad? And what are we yes. in the service of? So as as much as I'd like it to look like food on a good day, like having a yeah. good light moment, like the light was hitting it, like uh -huh. I don't want it to feel like mine will never come out this way. Yep. I feel like, look at this humble, you know, unstyled Ugh. cake I made. Like, cause then you're going to, yes. I, I don't think that that's like actually in the goal of what I'm trying to do where I'm trying to get people to cook these recipes. Mm -hmm. So keep using that yeah. messy light. <laughs> yeah. Give us like, you know, a kitchen with a mom in a black tank top covered in flour, <laughs> just <laughs> slamming dinner down on the dinner table. That's Absolutely. what we want to say. Really. Okay. So whether you're willing to admit it or not, you are food royalty, especially I feel in New York City. What's like the coolest? <laughs> like, like the smallest Deb, thing don't deny it. <laughs> uh, thank What's you, like but... the coolest? Who is the coolest person who you have gotten to meet because, you know, you oh were invited God. to a cool party or you were on a panel <laughs> with them? What was parties. the moment that you were like, <gasps> 
Well, I got to be on Caroline Chambers um, podcast. That's pretty week. big. No, are you ca- like, no, seriously, I have so many people who love your, I've known about your newsletter for at least what? a year. How long, how long have you oh been doing gosh. it? Yeah, that no, you, the I've done flattering thing I've ever heard in my entire no, life. No, your newsletter is it for like real life, everyday cooking, you. you know? Um, So I definitely, well, I've heard. I, so this is really exciting. There was some, um, I, you know, over the pandemic, we were doing all those like Zoom yes, events. I got to yeah. talk to Ruth Reichel and Jacques Pepin once, which was like pretty cool. Um, at the same time? At the same time. I, they were probably like, I can't believe she's here. Like, like, no, like, they like this food blogger. They were, they were so like, nice. how did we get on this? I was like in Deb. my bedroom hiding from my kids, like talking to Jacques Pepin this one does on a Tuesday night. Um, I guess like giving that. me hives. It was a really, <laughs> I also, because I so remember, I mean, I remember every word of that conversation. And, um, oh. I remember we were having this conversation about like teaching your kids to cook. And he's like, have you taught your kids to cook? And I was like, mm, they don't really like to cook. They just say they like to cook. And then they leave the kitchen after like one minute. And he's like, you have to teach them. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, and I, I, said I have to I, teach them. Literally, you were like, what's your Roman Empire? Mine's like when Jack Pepin told me I had to teach my kids to cook. So I was yes, like, sir. absolutely right. Could you imagine? Yes, my kids are going to be like the cobbler's kid with no shoes. Like, yep. gonna, so we're working on it. But the truth mm-hmm. is that when I'm cooking, I'm usually working. Um, oh, I'm yeah. not just vibing um, in general. Yes. So I'm usually like working on something. And I always say like, if you were at your office would you like a kid sitting on your desk in your cubicle while you were trying to file a report? Like, would that go well for you? Would that be a good productive day? Would you do your best work? Would you get a raise? Like, would you like, would you like that? Would that be a good day where you'd be like, no, that this be is fun not a work day. This is a fun day, but it's not a work day. Um, yes. So that's how I sometimes feel, but we're working on it. We're working on it. My Gosh, son's going to help me make some dinner tonight. So we'll see how it goes. I don't want to upset yeah. that fun. I, one thing that I've heard, and again, my kids are tiny little idiots. They can't help me do anything, but your (laughs) son is 14. And a lot of people who cook my recipes, they'll like assign their kid to one easy recipe. Have you heard? Like, so like teach your son how to make cacio e pepe. You have such Mm -hmm. a great, easy cacio e pepe recipe. Teach him how to make that. And like every Monday, that's his job. I don't know. That's what I feel. I like that. That sounds really good. The is he a tween or is he, you know, he's a straight up teen. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real teen. And he likes no, you. I think that's a great idea. And I also, I think we did it a couple times over the <laughs> pandemic after Jacques Pepin told me to, um, yeah, to, we had him like, you know, we had them pick a recipe from a cookbook, but you know, we had a little mm-hmm. more downtime back then, but sure um, I'm also working on right now. I, well, I tried it last night, which is what I mean by working on it, <laughs> but I like set up two cutting <laughs> boards with two knives. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I'm also all for just kind of letting, I feel like some, all those kids knives, I've, I mean, again, different philosophies, but like all those kids okay. knives I bought have been so dull that I was like more worried that they were going to hurt themselves with it. Right. So I end up, you know, maybe they get a paring knife instead of a chef's uh-huh. knife or a smaller uh-huh. chef's knife, but something. Okay. And then you could, but you're watching them, you know, they're like right there. And are there. you saying, hold it like, like this? Could you, like yeah. this? Could you cut And he's down for, okay. Yeah. And okay. then there, you can both get the job done. Yes. But they can do a little, like, could you just chop the carrots so I work on the other vegetables? That's what we're mm-hmm. trying to get. Literally one success. We've had one, one success. One success. on success. Oh my God. Jack Pepin is just, so, <laughs> he's somewhere listening to this podcast going, she did it. Deb, she's done it. I mean, I think okay. my kid, I actually think my kids think they know how to cook, which is a whole other thing where they're like, of course I know how to cook. My mom's cooks. I'm like, that's not actually how it works. Um, not osmosis. You know, I can relate to that, except for instead of my kid, it's my husband. <laughs> Does your husband think he can cook or can he cook? 
Uh, my husband can cook, and um, <sighs> but oh, yeah, he, he follows recipes. recipes. On the he follows recipes. No, but he follows okay. recipes. Like he okay, makes okay, the okay. French toast in my last book. He makes yeah. He can follow any recipe to the point that <laughs> I've told him he's very excited about his new job. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I have told him I want him to be the recipe tester for my next book. I'm not working on a new book, but I just, I had this idea, like, I don't like hiring outsiders because I feel like I don't really know how it came out. But what if I had somebody who I knew very religiously followed recipes and would do completely, literally exactly what it told him to. And if there's a mistake, it's mine, but I'll see it and taste it and have it next to me. Actually get to taste it for dinner. And I'm not like okay. trusting somebody's emailed notes. Is um, this the most brilliant plan you've ever had? Wait, maybe by the time – if if history repeats itself, your next cookbook will come out in 2027. <laughs> five five years I'm not from not working 20. on anything. Your son will be 18. Oh he God. can be your recipe tester. Oh, I'm no, so sorry I just no, said that. Not, I'm so might, sorry. No, so Delete. because – No, Delete. it's terrifying. First I didn't of all, say that. First of all, the difference is that my husband like – he listens. <laughs> right. He follows directions. Right. Um, right. <laughs> I'm in cooking. Right. Well, yeah. I'm jealous. My husband has this like real false sense of bravado in the kitchen. And I think <laughs> it's like he osmosis is it for me, the like um the false sense of bravado. He <laughs> osmosis is that from me. And then is like, oh, I'm gonna make like buttermilk brand bacon wrapped quail tonight and like next thing I know the entire kitchen is it I can't even it's Chernobyl like it's in ruins <laughs> it's an absolute bomb site the children are all like running around with marker all over their like <laughs> hands feet penises like in their eyeballs I'm like what happened here so yeah that's uh that's the one I can see that I've definitely heard that from other people who's like but they're like I got my husband your cookbook because he refuses to follow recipes <laughs> And he thinks he already knows how to make these things. But if he could just follow the recipes, we would actually eat a good dinner tonight. So, right. but I actually think that's great. I mean, like not everyone, I'm a recipe cook and there's nothing wrong with it. Obviously, I don't think anything. Huh. Some people are vibes cooks and some people are recipe mm-hmm. cooks Some people are blend mm-hmm. thereof. But I'm really a recipe cook. If I've made something one way and I liked it, I want to make it that way again. It's not that I can't remember it. I don't want to remember it. I've got enough in my head. So yes. I want to make it when exactly you're- that way. When you're developing a new recipe, do you fully write it out like 100% and then get into the kitchen and test it? Or do you, because you said you're a recipe girl, I'm a vibe girl. So I get into the kitchen. It's also a shit show. It's like similar to George cooking. And I like have a little notepad. I'm writing things down, but really I, I totally write it after. But it sounds like, do you write it first and then go in and test it? Yeah. Not a, that so is, I write. Uh, I write what I consider the framework of the best case scenario of it working. I'm obviously going to change a ton of things. I might not even... I might leave half of it out, but I want to totally. start with just something where I know what ingredients I'm taking out. And I remember like last night I wanted to do the sort of Vietnamese pork chop. I wanted uh-huh. to take like the, I'm going to say, I don't know if I'm saying right, like the Nwok Cham, the, you know, with the fish sauce and the lime juice totally. and the garlic. I wanted to take Chicken. that yeah. and kind of make it like a caramelized sauce, but also uh. use it for a vinaigrette. I have sort of a version of this on my site where I've done it with a I call it like a garlic lime steak noodle salad where you put it like sort of put it as a dressing on the salad and then you kind of marinate the steak in it but I was just again so I had an idea a framework and then I didn't follow it at all but um yeah just, was it delicious it was good although it was definitely a stressful evening where my husband went to 
he threw the sauce in the garbage because he thought it was he was time to clean. Oh, up. we there was a miscommunication. I apologize. We also I, have I, that I did not handle it with grace. I did not handle it with grace or equanimity. I'm sorry. I have to be honest because it's not fair. Um, and then yeah, I apologize. Speak later. your truth. Yep. I was tired. Yep. Um, yep. I wanted that sauce. We I didn't have that. Again. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to make that sauce again. And they're like, <laughs> I was like, I'm well, so sorry. I just didn't want to make the sauce again. <laughs> my husband, every single time, is like, You said you were done with it. And I'm like, There's no way. <laughs> I you have a microphone. It. I'm like, you said clear this. I literally just made it. He's like, you don't listen to anything I say when you're in the kitchen. It's I'm like, so well, that's hard. I'm it's so hard because you're also hungry. You're oh, also so hungry. hungry. And like, I'm trying not to work. Sounds like you do this too. Every meal I cook, I am working. I cannot, unless I, I have, have made peace with that a little bit just because oh, I'm like, you know what? Me. Let's just, well, actually it makes me more interested in weeknight cooking. Yeah. If I feel like I'm trying to do an early iteration of something where I'm like, you know what? I have kind of wondered what would happen if you took like chicken rice and zucchini and Parmesan and put it together in like uh-huh. one skillet. So I'm like, why don't I just write out a little framework of this, Right. take notes on what I did. And then tr- what I'm trying to remind myself to do is to take notes on how I felt about it. Like, you know, like actually the suck, don't ever do this again. Or like, this is good. Mm. Needs more garlic, less zucchini, whatever it is. Like, yeah. And then so you might you. not, you might not finish developing it that week, but ever. like you've got the but you've got a framework like waiting in a note somewhere mm-hmm. that that tells you what you did that night that's really smart and then I, the next time yeah. I'm craving chicken and zucchini which might be a whole year from now because like the next time it's in season I'm like wait didn't I do that thing let me go find that and then I'll be like okay so we did it with one pound but I made a note that wasn't enough food but the risk too much rice so like and I might and then maybe after the second maybe after the third maybe it's five so, I have no idea I'll be right. like you know what? I think there's something here I think she's ready I think she's ready to be the recipe of the month. 17 years later. 17, 17 books later. Your son is 55 yeah, my, and a perfect, my working in Jack Pepin's kitchen. <laughs> my, kid, my kid is in high school. He's in college. And I'm like, I think I'm ready to – that's exactly it. Like, so when people are like, how long does it take you to finish a recipe? I'm like – don't a decade me. I don't yeah. know yeah sometimes you I know mean, you have it one night and you're like oh my god this was really this is good let's yeah and then it gets gotta push you gotta to push the this through yeah okay that's really smart because what I do is I'm like okay this recipe I need to get it up this week and so I'm trying to make it perfect and my three tiny children including my and my my fourth tiny child my <laughs> husband large child is are like you know they're back and then I'm not preaching the because I love cooking like when I'm in the right mm-hmm. mindset when I'm mm-hmm. in that work mindset whew, I'm like this has to be you know right I gotta write it all down so I really like that just kind of loose notes save mm-hmm. it for a day in the future okay yeah, that's really good what if you like strike gold and you didn't write it down that would be really frustrating yes. oh my god that would be really frustrating okay Deb okay. we know what you're so into that right now you are so <laughs> into the holiday season in New York and I just couldn't agree more. I'm so jealous. Want to get on a flight to come see you. What are you so out on right now? So this is something that's this like- is incredibly persnickety, and it has nothing to do. Good. And I'm the more now, the better. I have to be honest. I have not watched all your videos, so I hope I'm not offending anyone. But I was just hoping so that excited. we, as food people on the internet, yes. could agree. Yes. That 2024 could be the year. That we stopped doing that thing in videos where we slowly squeeze garlic that's been roasted <gasps> in a close-up. Why? You 
I can't like I'm so triggered by it. Like I I just it's the most delicious thing on earth and it's made been made to look like a pimple popping video. Why are you it making really... it look like Dr. Pimple Popper? <laughs> Garlic has been I wronged. have avoided those pimple popping videos like my entire internet yeah. life. I have just been swipe, swipe, yeah. swipe, not interested. And then I just I love roasted garlic. There are so many things. And I just this is just a very yeah. listen. I'm a yes. small it's a persnickety little thing, but I just think that if is we could all get together and decide that we're not gonna do that anymore. I'd be really I'm happy. willing to co-author this petition with you like I there's an official you know there's like a trigger warning on Dr. Pimple Popper video you know <laughs> if you're going to that video you know what you're getting into you little pervert <laughs> food videos I did not sign up I did not sign up for this like debauchery I did not sign up to be like tortured with pimple garlic you today. get to the point as soon as you see somebody pick it up you know it's about to come and you're, like, <laughs> you're trying to get off screen so you don't see it anyway it's just a little thing it, uh, it's all God. the food that's made with it looks delicious it's just i'm tired of seeing it this is no, me i'm me... being i'm just thank being, you so much for your i'm honesty. just being petty and not thank petty i'm so just, much for your just being picky which is kind of how uh, i got here being picky yeah so. exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly okay my thing that i'm out on is okay. Black Friday, Cyber Monday lasting from like July to February. Like, yeah, what? I, a lot. I do not have time to fill 700 carts and abandon 700 carts over Thanksgiving week. Like, I've got food to cook. I don't need to like buy, pretend to buy mm -hmm. 17 pairs of pajamas and then abandon them in my cart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can we just like, can it be one day and we like all go for it? And then and we all don't we do work that, that day, day. Is shop. And yeah. then we don't, we don't work. We only shop. We don't talk to anyone. We don't parent. And then it's over. Yeah. That's what I want. That's my position yeah. for the year. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I will say. Thank you so much. That today is, so I know you're going to, I don't want to like mess up the dating on this, but like yesterday was Tuesday <laughs> after Cyber Monday. Uh -huh. And um, I realized I, my son needed a new coat. My husband needed a new coat. <laughs> Um, I went to get a so new you So I was like, thank mm -hmm. you for still having the sales on, even though we're like, oh, you mean money extended Cyber Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you for that 20% recruiting. I really appreciated it. So yeah, I felt like I was rewarded for being very sloppy about Shit. shopping. But hey, um, Deb, in general, fine, I'm with nah. you. I just think, yeah, no, I agree. They should just it, like stop <laughs> pretending it's every day. Like it just tell us what yes. dates it is and stick to it. I maintain that if you had known that last Friday was your only day to get winter coats, you would have done it. Okay. You wouldn't have been extending Cyber Monday. You would have done it. Okay. Deb, somebody just walked in. Hello, you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was my daughter. What is something? Hi, daughter. What is something that made you laugh really hard recently? So your IRL LOL of the week. Um, uh, okay. I can, I'm going to give two answers because oh, one might good. be like, once we were, um, this is so specific and I feel like it's, it's very East coast and also like where I grew up in New Jersey. So it may not make Great. sense to like your very national audience and probably like very West coast, but um, my husband and I, I watched uh, a action park last week, um, which is this documentary about this place called action park, which was this um like amusement park like a great adventure that was like this huge thing in the 80s and 90s in new jersey more mostly 90s i feel like 80s and 90s okay. um in new jersey and it was the worst <laughs> it's like the worst most dangerous amusement park in the entire oh, no. world like i would go there like twice a summer it was so much fun but it was like Best off the rails there were like no safety precautions Literally. <laughs> and apparently it was like so 
the class action park this this um documentary this movie about it is about just how shady it was I, I mean the guy was like thrown off wall street for being so shady and then he opened this water park and then he <laughs> this i cannot and then he this. had his own insurance company in the cayman islands so like it wasn't worth yep. anything like not even it didn't even have like letterhead or something and so we're watching this and i'm just like all of my childhood's coming back i cannot believe we went there and also i was like I oh, I I'm alive. Like, and here's like a completely normal thing that i had not questioned as a kid i only got injured there twice is something i said to my husband only twice did i get injured there <laughs> you look at him oh i only got hurt there twice and then I don't know what this, this is not something me. people say about disney world or like great adventure like i only got injured twice and i didn't think that was a bad number for my childhood oh, so watching God. this thing about how bad Love. the place was was we were dying i mean okay the, the it's an hour and a half the first half so hour is, was hilarious because i just couldn't believe that like our parents let us go there. <laughs> um, and then the last half hour was actually like people actually died and it was like, actually whoops. kind of sad. So, okay. So if you want to LOL, only listen to the, only watch the first half of that is also just the most LOL documentary name I've ever heard. Class, Class action park. <laughs> that is they had this, it was just so like, you're funny. like, I can't believe this place existed. It was allowed to exist. And that I went there like at least twice a summer and it was so much fun. Wow. And I only got injured twice. I only once only got, got like a twice. nail in my foot. And I only once like lost the Classic. skin of my arm from going yeah. too fast on a ride that nobody regulated. <laughs> yeah, just once. It's fine. Just a little bit of skin burn. Okay, wait, tell me, tell me your second I uh, LOL of the week. Well, now she's home, so I don't want to out her. But yes, she, I earlier she had out emptied her, her backpack this morning. She's eight, right? She's eight. And I had, it was like a pom-pom, a stuffed animal, a vial of glitter, oh. some dried Play-Doh, um, oh. half a crayon, sticky notes from her friends. Like, I can't even, like, I had um, from Annie, like, little girls, like, everything is little. <laughs> little girls, little girls. shiny, and I'm like, it was like... She was like, my backpack's too heavy. I have to empty it. And then she left the stuff. I'm like, what's in oh, here? shit. Your backpack's too heavy. Hi. She's, oh, she's, she's right here. She's like, what I mean, are you so talking much, about? It was Mom, so cute. Are you I couldn't about? believe the stuff that she had oh, in there. It was God, like very I, That's cute. like Sorry, just that's the most trouble. endearing thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> it was very yeah. cute. Like the, their little treasures, like oh, their little notes, their little books. Treasures. Oh. That makes me happy to hear that she's treasures still have. <laughs> <laughs> mom what what are you talking about in there mom? she left okay. it out i mean it wasn't like it was just like so yeah. cute like just to see like the inside of if their you mind leave your treasures actually... out yeah i'm gonna look at it's your all sparkles and pom-poms <laughs> yeah okay my irl lol of the week is that my parents were here for thanksgiving mm -hmm. my mom just turned 70 on thanksgiving day nice. we love you mom uh oh. she she's gonna kill me for this one too so we're both in trouble <laughs> with the women in our lives um you know as you're aging as a human apparently you just get a little tootie a little <laughs> bit tootie and so like you know around 65 a little toot little toot toot here and there but like at 70 we're just full on like we have no qualms about it anymore she's just like going for it like you'll be in the middle of a conversation with her and it's just like toot 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 and you're like are you tooting she's like yes i am and i'm like <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that we were doing that. Okay, so our last night here, I'm hugging her like goodbye. I won't, I won't see her again. So this is our goodbye hug. She lives in North Carolina. 
And I go and I give her a huge squeeze and I squeeze the toot right out of her. It's like a foghorn. And I like am trying to let go. And she's like pulling me tighter to her tootie body. And she's like, what? Just because I toot means you don't fucking love me anymore. And she's like a thick Tennessee accent. And my dad, when my mom is like a ridiculous hysterical person. And my dad is just this like thinker and he's very cerebral but he loves my mom so much. And when she really gets going on doing something absurd, he just starts to cry laughing. Like he can't even like laugh out. And you know, seeing someone else laugh just like makes you laugh. And my poor, then my poor husband is like, Oh, 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 just like disgusted. And we were all just like in our kitchen, you know, we've had like four bottles of wine the Friday after Thanksgiving or whatever. And we were just like crying laughing. And I would have, I would have been so on the floor. How are, I was wondering how your little boys, cause there is no way we are always like oh i have the humor of a little boy no i don't they have no, my I humor yeah <laughs> like, like, like i'm like i have the humor of a 14 year old boy no i have a 14 year old boy it's my fault i did this to yeah. him <laughs> i did this because guess what farts are funny they will never not They're be funny. funny like our boys are so crass about toots and potty stuff and like it's because we laugh and we think so it's because it is and then it's we're like, so funny. stop laughing. It's not funny. Yeah, yes. My mom is always like, don't laugh. If you laugh, they'll think it's funny. And I'm like, it's funny. It's funny. It's too. That's so ship funny. That ship has sailed. It's so funny. Okay. Last question. Ugh, I never want to let you go. But Deb, I know that when you're cooking, you're thinking about other recipes now, but what do you cook when you absolutely do not feel like cooking? And I want this told to me, Deb, in like the way that you would write a Smitten Kitchen. Like when you write your post, I'm like, I have to make that. So give it to me. You're going to be very disappointed. Mm -mm. So I have this large, I don't cook when I don't feel like cooking as much as I can. It is not always the case. I do not live in like some, yeah, exactly. I, I've been doing this for a very long time. And one of the ways I think I'm able to stay happy and excited about it mm. is that I try not to force it when I'm not feeling it. Obviously, that is not always the case. That's why we yeah. have frozen pelmeni and varaniki, which are these like Russian dumplings in the freezer. Ooh. And that's why we have pasta with black pepper and, you know, cacio pepper. Like we have things around so we can make a thing and not like, you know, order $150 worth of dinner okay. just because mommy didn't feel like cooking today. Um but I, I try to protect it a little bit as much as mm-hmm. I can by either doing the bare minimum that is still like a, a meal yeah, or like maybe we order in and yeah. we, or we go out and I am hoping that by giving myself that space that I need, that I'll come back to it. Now I will say if we get into mm-hmm. day three of this, I have to have a little yes. talky talk with myself about like yes. nutrients and mood. But in general, if I can give myself <laughs> this couple of days, like, yeah, we got like, okay, so how can we do this anyway? Or yeah. why don't it's I actually going on? Here. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like I, again, this is not because if you're saying, Oh, well that's been six weeks. I'm like, okay, we're not going six weeks. <laughs> we're going a few days here. But I think that if, if it, if it takes three days, of eating or we have grilled cheese. I mean, what, what is wrong with grilled cheese? I'm sorry. And also I have to, um, I have to readjust their standards sometimes (laughs) because I feel like sometimes I make these amazing things and everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's just, it's just a weeknight dinner. And I'm like, see, we need to like reset the baseline Mm -hmm. a little bit here and there. Recalibrate. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, 
I love like Trader Joe's hash browns and maybe I'll make an omelet, you know, with some Ooh. cheese left and then I'll make an omelet and then I'll like, cut up some cucumbers. That's dinner. And I think that's fine. So there are certain things I'll do, but like yeah. very bare minimum and I'm trying to do them. So on the next day or the third day, I might be like, oh, let's make Vietnamese pork chops with a salad and some rice noodles with a little crispy onions. Let's do that. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're never going to get back to that place where you want to do it. So basically, just when you don't feel like cooking, give yourself a damn break and then circle back. Or make something incredibly simple uh -huh. and that gets the job done. And Cacio e pepe. Yeah. What are something... your three, if you had to pick three, what are your three, like, this is the simplest and I know it's going to be so good. And I would definitely say it. like omelet or scrambled egg, frozen mm, hash browns, maybe some, maybe a quick that. salad or something like that, you know, some vegetables. Um, that's an easy one. Um, definitely like a quick stovetop mac and cheese or cacio pepe, or maybe even just a quick tomato sauce or a Ooh. penne a la vodka kind of thing. Um, I usually make it with rigatoni, but just a simple pan sauce, pasta, and then try to find something green in the fridge that we could use. Um, yep. I would say a third one is maybe frozen pot stickers. We get these mandu um, that I really like that are pork and vegetable. We usually get them at HMR, but they're, they're pretty hearty. And so I can make a whole bag and I'll crisp them up and then I do a bag of edamame. Yes. which is, you know, green. And then again, we do cucumbers a lot. We like maybe a simple yeah. cucumber salad, maybe a little, a little rice vinegar. Oh my God. Your cucumber salad is okay, one of my but like, favorites. Maybe it's just like some rice vinegar and like <gasps> mm -hmm. a drop of sesame, just something like that, yeah. but like really simple while the, so, and I think it's really good to keep those things around. Yes. For you. That I mean, I, I don't think that non-food people need to be told to keep the stuff around. I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves to keep these things. I think it's really important. Yes. So when you're not, so I don't make myself hate it. Yes. Sometimes I'll last thing before, sometimes I'll post something on Instagram, like guys, really simple dinner, just made dumplings. And people are like, duh. I know. Hey oh. guys. You, yes. They're like, yes, our freezers have been full of dumplings. Hey guys, for I don't know time. if you guys have ever heard of freezer dumplings. It's just this like easy <laughs> trick. I try out them. <laughs> What was that viral thing? It's like you guys it's so crazy. I don't like I don't like store bought pesto like that viral thing. <laughs> um, but it does feel like that sometimes, and I think it's really yes. important to check in and ask people what yes. they make. Ask, yes, this is a great conversation. Like, ask people what they make when they don't feel like cooking, because it might give you an idea. Because I think there's a lot of things you can make that are simple and weeknight friendly, and yeah. I think most people are doing this most nights, and so it's not a failure. In fact, I think it's really nice to be able to do quick things and do fast things, and not have to like order burgers because you don't feel like because you didn't have pelmeni in the freezer or something. You didn't have somebody in the freezer. Great answers. Deb Perlman, you are the best. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on. That was Deb Perlman with Smitten Kitchen. Deb, thank you so much for joining me. Deb just also did me a huge favor that you will all see more about in a couple of months. Not to be that annoying influencer who's like, big thing coming, but I just can't say what it is yet. So sorry, but wanted to acknowledge that Deb just did an awesome thing for me. And women doing awesome things for other women, especially in their industry and just not seeing each other as competition and just helping them out, lifting them up is, uh, I don't know. That's what I'm so into now at the end of this podcast. That's what I'm so into women helping women and just being so awesome and generous with their time. So thank you, Deb. Golly, I appreciate you and just think you're the absolute coolest. Um, Let's see. That was episode two of So Into That with me, your host, Caroline Chambers. Thank you again, guys, for being here. The momentum of the show is all thanks to you. 
And if you could give it a follow, a rating, a five stars, what I don't know, just give it all of the good things that you can possibly give it when you look on the Apple Podcast app. You can find me, more easy recipes, mom life, all of the good stuff on Instagram at at Caro Chambers. And my weekly recipe newsletter, What to Cook We Don't Feel Like Cooking, is at whattocook.substack.com. So Into That is produced and edited by Kevin Leahy and his entire team at Podcast Point Man. Thanks for making me sound as good as you possibly can, guys. Um, See y'all next week. 